Hello, fellow Martians. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing on Mars. Today, very excited to have you, Keith. Uh, we got Keith Meyer. He is, uh, he's currently the CMO of Asset Map. Uh, it's basically um, a tool that's helping advisors and their customers make better financial decisions, kind of like asset, like mapping out your assets and what you have in your household. We'll, we'll get more into that later, but uh, super excited to have Keith because he's a very seasoned, um, very experienced marketer. I'm just going to go through some of your, I'll, I'll do a brief intro and then we'll get right into, uh, we'll let uh, Keith uh, talk about himself as well. He's worked at companies like Visa, Charles Schwab, um, Prosper Marketplace, Commonwealth Bank, mostly mostly in the financial space, um, and uh, many many years of experience. So we're going to talk about very high level stuff and really get to know what are some of the tips uh, of growing in the field of marketing. Keith, thank you so much for cool. joining Thanks, the Simon. show. It's great to be here. I appreciate your uh, taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, no, really appreciate it. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, kind of uh, your background and, and your journey to now you're at Asset Map for the last few months, but uh, you've had a very uh, lengthy career in the financial space. Talk to us about you know just your career and your, and your yeah, background no in marketing. Yeah, like you mentioned, it's it's a pretty uh, long career at this point, but um, I I grew up in the Midwest originally, outside of Milwaukee. Um, got my undergrad degree in in marketing and business and got a grad degree in international business and MBA. And, um, you know, like you said, I mostly have been in financial services, although my first kind of job out of grad school was at a consumer products company called Sunkist, which you might be familiar with. And I worked internationally with them, which was a good foundation, yeah. right, of, of branding and understanding um, the importance of branding and all of those kind of things and consistency. Um, and then really after that, moved into financial services. And like you mentioned, a number of big companies like AAA, Wells Fargo, Charles Schwab, um, Visa. Um, and then about 10 to 12 years ago, I had my first experience with a startup, right? And being the head of marketing at a company called Prosper, which um, you could argue is one of the very first um, fintech companies, if not the first in the world, and mm. one of the first companies to think about how can you use technology to break apart the financial system and make it more consumer friendly. Uh, and then after that, um, worked at a number of other startups, all in the fintech space, except for one, which was a nonprofit news organization that I worked at for a period of time. Um, and like you mentioned, most recently, the last almost six months or so, I've been the chief marketing officer at a company called Asset Map, which is um, in the fintech or wealth tech space. Um, we like to call it advice tech because we really work generally with advisors up until now. Um, we're expanding on that um, going forward, but that's that's kind of where mm -hmm. we are right now. Cool. Yeah, we'll we'll dive into Asset Map a little uh, in just a few moments, but first. We're going to do our traditional dab of hot sauce. As usual, I have two options uh, in front of me. I'm feeling more like starting off with something okay. lighter, like a habanero, and then I'll move over to oh, a wow. Carolina Reaper um, later on <laughs> when it gets real hot. But so I, what do you got? You know, do you I got wish I had there? something more like sexy like you have and cool, but I just have Sri Lanka because I really like it. So that's, that's what I, I chose. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, that's okay. That's okay. You can just do a, a bigger <laughs> uh, shot than I than I will take. So, so <laughs> I I will pour about um, a quarter or a half a spoon, or oh, well, now, now it's a full spoon of this habanero. Okay, that gets all the way to the top. So um, we'll we'll, we'll do this first it. stab. I'm you got ready a spoon? to go. Okay, cool. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Even that super <laughs> spicy. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be able to talk. Okay. I won't be, but luckily I'll be asking you <laughs> questions and you'll be doing most of the talking. Well, um, yeah. All right. Ooh, I'm awake as well. Okay. Let's get into it. First, let's talk a little bit about Acid Map. What is it? Um, and what what problem are you yeah, guys solving? So, for? Asset Map is a visualization software tool made for advisors to kind of be able to have deeper and more uh, easily um, transfer. I don't know how I'm going to say easier transferable conversations with their clients. And what I mean by that is, generally, um, if you've ever worked with an advisor, um, the the way that they talk to their clients is very complicated. Right. It's a lot of charts and graphs and products and things like that, as opposed to taking a step back first and to say to the person who is the client, hey, what does your financial picture look like right now? What do you have? What do you not have? What are your liabilities? What assets do you have? How much money do you make? What insurance do you have? What legal entities do you have? All of those kind of things and being able to use a tool that tells them, here's some holes in this person's map and where you might want to um, help them to expand, you know, what they're doing financially. Yeah. Okay. So I, I so I go to, so basically the, the current, um, the current way of working with a financial advisor is very complicated. You got a lot of different charts and a lot of different documents and it's just very complicated, but asset map brings it all into one place, allows yeah. the client, me, um, to visualize my whole uh, financial uh, situation better. So, uh, so advisors can also That's make right. better and decisions. And so that the well. individual right. clients can make better decisions also. So they, you know, the, what's shifted in, in the advisory space is the ownership of kind of all of that information where up until now, it's really been the advisor. It's been the advisor owning that and then potentially dictating or managing somebody's account. Yeah. Whereas most people nowadays want to say, hey, I want to mm. take it. I want to own that. It's my money. It's my information. I want to be involved with making the decision of that. So it's really being an advisor. You're advising somebody about what they could do as opposed to dictating what they have to do. And so um, it's quite popular mm. with clients and it, it causes them like i'll give you an example we get feedback all the time where instead of it being like a dental appointment which i think it has been we're like oh my god i gotta meet with my advisor it's so painful i don't understand half of what they're talking about they use all these buzzwords yeah now people actually ask for more meetings with their advisor because they they finally get it and they kind of understand where they are and they get excited about their financial mm -hmm. health and where they can um, go to and whether that means they see more visually, okay, I'm, I'm closer to my goal than I thought on being able to pay for my kid's college education, or I'm closer than where I thought I would be toward retiring early, or anything like that. Or maybe, um, hey, I didn't even realize 
I don't even, I, I heard there's something called long-term disability insurance, but I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like, why do I have to have it? And do I have to have it? Maybe I don't, mm-hmm. maybe I do. I mean, so um, it's helping that conversation and making it a two-way street instead of one way. And so that's kind of been the success of Asset Map. I yeah. just throw out there, the way it started was Asset Map um, was started by an advisor himself. So Adam Holt, who's the founder of the company and really came up with the idea. He's, he's an artist himself and he used to draw yeah. everything out for his clients manually. And he's like, hey, he had the light bulb moment where he said, hey, why can't there be a software that allows any advisor to be able to do what I already do wow. and draw it out? It started with his own advisory practice. People really loved it. He expanded it out to the other advisors within his office and then eventually broke it off as its own company because it had so much success early on with that kind of smaller group. So he he's very invested in it himself. That's why advisors love it because they realize the developer and the person who came up with the idea is one of their own. And um, he had so much success with it that they can kind of replicate the success that Adam had. Yeah, one of the best ways to start uh, a business is find a problem that you currently have right, and then exactly. build it for yourself, right? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people say that. So, yeah. Okay, so Asset Map started 2008, around 2008, 2009, right? It's been three, four years now. Where are we at right now? Uh, to give us a sense, give the, the the listeners a sense of where Asset Map is. Any figures you can share with us? Number of advisors that are using the platform, re- uh, revenues. Potentially. Yeah, so we've got over five thousand advisors um, using the platform right now, um, which is growing quite rapidly. It's one of the reasons why I came on to, into the company. But um, and we've got over, I think the dollar value, the most recent one is one point five trillion dollars in assets that are represented on on Asset Map software. So a lot, a lot of um, wow. uh, um, data there that we, we collect and visualize. Um, and where the company is right now as a company wow. is really at an inflection point where this happens with a lot of startups, right? You get to the point where you've had a, quite a bit of success with just kind of trying out a lot of things. You know, I kind of, it can, you could call it shiny object syndrome, you know, jumping at opportunities that come along and just, you know, figuring those out and figuring out what works and doesn't work. But at some point companies get to the, get to a stage where it's like, okay, I need to be a little bit more, maybe more thoughtful about where I am. I need to be a little bit more strategic about what I want to do going forward. I've matured to a level where I have a lot of clients. I need to make sure that those clients are happy and not jumping ship for somebody else. Um, Honestly, right now, and it's literally within the last month, even since we've talked last time, there's um, a number of competitors that have, come out with versions of um, the front end of our asset map. And so while that's flattering, you know, we need to constantly be ahead of that with other competitors. And so um, we're iterating our product as well as who we focus on over time to be sure that, you know, we're always at the forefront of, of stuff happening. So, yeah. 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 Um, And where, where are you guys at right now in terms of like, revenues do you have uh, is that something that is yeah so we're we're available? still in the like you know five to ten million dollar range um so still startup phase um we we have consistent subscription yep. revenue every month um and we actually up until now really didn't need to raise any external funds because we had enough internally being kicked off from revenue mm-hmm. so that 
um, is somewhat unusual with startups. Um, right. And the only reason we're raising money now, which is actually quite a small amount um, as a Series B, quite small compared to most other Series Bs that are coming out right now. I'd say the amount that we raised is in the range that many companies now do for seed or even pre-seed. Um, but we're able to mix that with revenue that we have oh. to be able to grow the company to the next level. So we, we could have perpetuated without any raise and still grown, but we want to accelerate that growth and expand into other markets quicker, which is why um, we raised the funds. Right, right. And so my, my understanding publicly, it's you guys did a Series A, 1 to 1.5 million USD. Uh, it's quite a bit more than that, but... but not mistaken. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's more. How much was? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you I thought you meant Series B. Yeah, Series A. Yes, was about was about a million dollars between one and yeah, a, yeah. one and one and a half million dollars. Yeah, it was about a million dollars. Yeah, and the Series B right now is still in process and it hasn't. Yeah, we haven't disclosed it publicly, yet. but it's closed, and we're already you know um, working on utilizing those funds in a number of ways. We we are hiring quite a few people. I just hired. I hired a person yesterday. I'm hiring a new person in the next two weeks on my team. Um, we are a team of just over 30 right now, and we'll probably be up to 40 or 50 within the next six months. All right. Sounds good. Oh, I guess um, I guess we got to do a, a shot of a hot sauce. You're going to kill me. <laughs> what? We couldn't talk about the amount raised. We couldn't talk about the amount raised. Okay. Why? All right. I'm That's ready. okay. That's okay. That's all right. I like seeing you. You do. You Yours it. is a lot right. worse than mine. Cheers. <laughs> I'm gonna bring this hot sauce to you. Okay. One day when I'm heading down, you're in That's you're right. in yeah. San Francisco, right? Most of the time, or at, just outside of San Francisco, but yeah, yeah. Emeryville. What's it yeah. called? Uh, Emeryville yeah. is where you live. Yeah. Right. I remember. I remember. Yeah, but you grew up in Wisconsin, which is a much smaller. Yeah, much I mean, place. I grew up in a suburb of Milwaukee, you know, which is a smaller city, but um, still, you know, a decent sized city. But yeah, the Bay Area is much, 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 much bigger. And yeah. Yeah. Much bigger. Yeah. Anyways, I'll come visit Sounds you one good. day and I'll bring you some of my hot sauce. Um, all right. So we, we talked about some of the stats of uh, about Asset Map. Let's talk a little bit about. Um, the marketing channels. So over 5,000 um, financial advisors are using the platform, right? And over 1.5 trillion uh, of assets under management or that, 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 are, right. uh, that are connected to asset map. Is that, so is, is the key just to get more financial advisors to use it and then they will bring their clients or are you, is asset map focused on both sides? Like they want to get, financial advisors to come on the platform and they're also, you know, focusing on getting, uh, yeah. you know, That's a good question. I well. mean, up until now, um, most of our marketing and most of our focus has been to bring individual financial advisors onto the platform, using it with their clients. And obviously through word of mouth, either expanding it within their office, they might work in an office of 10 to 20 people and they evangelize it internally or, um, you know, we yeah. and more recently we've signed on some bigger um, uh, enterprise size firms, right? Which is a growth uh, category for us. So instead of having you know one advisor come on, then ten, and then maybe fifteen, 
now we're looking at enterprises that have thousands of advisors, right? And having us be approved on their platform and available for use for that much larger number of advisors. And there's different ways we can do that, right? It might just be that we're approved and then the individual advisors buy us, but it's easier for them to do it because we're already approved from a compliance standpoint on their platform. Or um, it's actually purchased by the enterprise and then dispersed out to their whole client base, which obviously is kind of awesome for us. Um, but to answer your question about consumers, um, mm. we do, we are looking at the consumer space. So we have many, many people that come to us that often don't work with an advisor and they say, Hey, I don't really want to work with an advisor. I'm not sophisticated enough with an advisor. I don't have enough money to work with an advisor, but I want to be able to look at my financial picture. Can you guys do something for us? And mm. we have, we are looking into, um, expanding mm. into the consumer space where anybody like any one of us can just go there, enter some information about ourselves and then see, hey, this is where I, I am. I can maybe compare my picture to a best case scenario of somebody who's similar to me and kind of go, hey, there's a, here's some areas where I might want to think about um, investing or buying insurance or maybe I need to cut my liabilities here or there or whatever. Um, or I need to do something in a different way for ta for tax purposes. So um, I would say even myself, you know, that's the first thing I said before I knew much about Aspen when I was first looking into the company and considering even working here. I was like, I want this for myself, even though I do have a financial yeah. advisor. I'm like, I want to look at this myself mm. because I built a, a mm. really crappy version myself in Excel and you know, wouldn't it be nice to be able to see that? We yeah, all have someone more. else. Yeah. <laughs> or it was a little bit yeah. more comprehensive. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, I, let's talk about the marketing channel for the financial advisor piece first, because I assume that's how the company grew in its in its early infancy. Adam Adam Holt being a financial advisor himself by by trade. What were some of the key marketing channels? I guess in the early beginnings, you weren't around yet um, at Asset Map, but do you know what really worked for them yeah, in the so early, earlier, early going, mm -hmm. focusing on the earlier on? Obviously, market? it was word of mouth from Adam and his huge network. Right, he has a lot. He is involved with a lot of financial advisors, and not only his own office, but other, um, you know, through other industry groups and things like that, where he could involved with talking to those types of people. So really early on, I think that was the success of it. I mean, the other thing was um, Adam's focus, and I think the focus of the company even to this day has been around, you mentioned it, financial inclusion. And that includes inclusion of others, other um, companies that focus on advisors and other financial software, right? So we've never been hardcore trying mm -hmm. to like compete against other companies. We like to work in conjunction with other companies. And that was also a success. I think Adam had early on was putting together these partnerships with other financially focused companies or even other financial software companies where we could cross sell uh, 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 solutions to advisors that were in cooperation with each other. Um, I think later on, I think a big part of the success right. of Asset Map was using social media, both paid and unpaid, and getting the word out about um, Asset Map that way. Well, one of the th and, and obviously to do social media, as you're familiar with, you need content, right? You need a lot of content to pump out all the time to keep mm -hmm. people engaged with you. Um, yeah. Adam is a really great public speaker. He even has his own podcast, speaking of podcasts, and which is quite successful. Um, 
and he's out at events okay. and in the media quite a bit. I mean, it slowed down a lot during COVID, but he's starting to get out there again. And a key part of our future yeah. growth in terms of making sure we have enough content is expanding our use, I guess, of Adam as a subject matter expert and a financial evangelist, um, mm -hmm. just being out there in public. And that's a big way of um, bringing people in, both advisors like you were talking about, because they trust Adam and they hear him out in the media a lot and they, they listen to his podcast or listen to him on other people's podcasts. Um, and so that's that's been a, yeah. a key validation for us is that, you know, he knows what he's talking about and he uh, developed something for himself, like you mentioned earlier, that kind of dispersed out that people could follow his pattern. So with social media, uh, you know, con content, like you said, is, pr is pretty key. What kind of content really um, works? Uh, is social media still a, a huge it channel is, for you guys now? It is definitely a huge Today. channel for us. Um, a, a lot of what we do okay. um, and a lot of what we've done up until now has been demand generation focused, you know, so we have, because this is a, um, I see. a soft, it's a really a B to B and a B to B to C play. We have, you know, live salespeople and customer support people that work with um, both potential clients and current clients to make sure that they understand SMF before they, you know, um, hit the switch and actually purchase and become a subscriber. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll touch on that maybe a little bit later if you want to get into that. But we we spend a lot of money on, and we have an extensive amount of training for people as well, so they understand how to use the the platform and the the depth of things available on it. But but to answer your question in terms of external marketing, yes, we still do a lot of social media marketing. Um, like I mentioned, we um, do a, mm. a lot of um, even just individual posts on sites like LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook. Um, we do a lot of paid on Google yeah. and Facebook yeah. um, and with a lot of different types of content. Um, one of the most successful things recently we've done is UGC or user-generated content um, where for example, an advisor okay. being interviewed and then just talking about how they use ASMAP, those tend to convert to leads um, at the highest rate. Surprisingly, they're to be honest, I would have never picked them. I would have, I would think that they look yep. really unprofessional, but people gravitate towards those because they're more real, right? They look, yeah. they look more real and they are more real. Um, mm. Like unedited, unedited, unscripted, and they're just talking about it themselves and you don't give them they a really are to be of, honest somewhat scripted but then they can talk about other things as well but um they don't look scripted right they look yeah. like they are just natural oh i see um but whether they are or not they mm. people tend to gravitate to, toward those type of things more than like slickly produced videos or other things but video definitely works better than static too um and um yeah yeah for sure so i you know, for sure. And in terms of video, no, go ahead. No, I, I was oh, sorry. Going. Go ahead. Yeah. In terms of video, I'm just curious which channels really work for you guys because you guys are focusing. I mean, good thing is you can focus on the business side, which is targeting the financial advisors themselves, or you can focus on the consumer side. You have both sides, but I, I assume the consumers that are interested in your content are probably more financial savvy. Maybe you can still cons consider them B2B. Which channels work best for videos like that you guys have seen? Which channels are the best for engagement and 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 that brings the the, the most right. you know, 
Leads you might be surprised, and I was actually extremely surprised that the channel that works best for us is Facebook. So actually Facebook, not just Meta, but like Facebook itself. Um, and you would not think for wow. a B2B audience and for advisors that that channel would work. Like I would definitely pick other ones besides that. But that one has been the most highly convert converted channel for us. Um, Google as well, Google search. Mm. Um, Google search is growing quite a bit for us right now. We've got, we've done a lot of optimization on that side and I think we're doing better. Um, yeah. So surprisingly from a channel perspective, Facebook, I'd say wow. the highest growth from a lead generation standpoint right now for us is SEO. So search engine optimization stuff on our site with content. And so we work with an external agency right. that is literally pumping out yeah. for large amounts of either blog posts or page content on our site per month. And yeah. we're getting um, quite a large volume of very high quality um, leads. And we, we define a lead as somebody who signed up to get a demo from us. So it's quite far down the funnel already once we consider okay. that to be a lead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, so they sign up with, with a demo, not just, not just, you know, putting an email or clicking a, uh, or, or, right. or a simple phone call. I want to they, book they a demo sign up with demo. you for 30, 45 minutes and, and get a demo on what the product is all about. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's talk about these two key areas. I'm very interested. So on the Google, let's talk about the Google search side and then we'll jump into Facebook because I'm very interested in, in, and I'm sure the audience is as well. Um, Google search. Is it long form content that is working right now? Are you guys uh, doing any kind of uh, um, kind of thought leadership pieces too? Whereas like, you know, the top 15 or top 20 financial advisors in, in the US, like what kind of content really resonates on Google? right now? So on, on Google, search? most of what yeah. we do is more basic, right? It's all around key optimizing all of the keywords that we use, including the most basic things mm -hmm. like optimizing the searches around our name and versions of our name, right? Um, and our brand. Um, and then from okay. a content standpoint, it's more like, um, I, I, like I mentioned, um, people searching for, um, like, let's say financial planning software. And then we, we, we're not really serving them up um, mm. customized con content through Google, right? Facebook, yes, but Google is much more of just like a, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. indexing high on the keywords that we want to, we want to be on. For sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. So four pieces um, a month. And, um, and, and so let's move over to the Facebook side then. Facebook being a top channel for financial. Weird. Seems... <laughs> Seems like it's weird because you would assume most people would assume LinkedIn, LinkedIn by far, right? And we've actually had a couple of uh, um, companies come on and saying uh, that are in the financial space, like yourself, and they said LinkedIn has worked wonders because they did webinars and all that stuff on on LinkedIn. What works on Facebook? What is working right now? Is it the ad side? Is it organic? Are you guys doing anything uh, weird like? creating groups and all that stuff? No, it's mostly on the ad there? side. Like I mentioned, it's UGC content works best right now. Um, and then secondarily video and then third, you know, static kind of imagery. Um, 
definitely when there's topical content being pumped out, that gets a lot of interaction, but even unpaid, right? So if we're doing things, um, if Adam does an event or if Adam uh, is promoting a podcast or other things, those tend to get a lot of interaction as well. And we actually do get a significant amount of leads through something like that. Um, like, I men- the, like I mentioned, mm. um, the SEO side of things is new, relatively new for us. So let's say the last three months. And um, yeah. I am quite surprised yeah. that I would say about, so of the leads that we're getting, not so we generate leads generally two areas um online digital activities mm-hmm. like we're talking about and then also we do a lot of events events generate their own type of leads and go through their own process these um online leads mm-hmm. um okay i would say now about a third of our last month's leads are coming through just search engine optimization activities, meaning people are coming to our site because they see our content in other places. They're finding us through search or other ways, coming to our site, reading content, and then signing up for a demo, which is quite new for us. Mm. And so our Mm. site traffic is way up. Our um, interaction with our content is way up, but it's tough as you know, because you just have to constantly pump it out. You can't just do it and then stop because then you're not going to be in, you don't get indexed as much yeah. with Google and other search, you know, sites. So anyway, yeah, that, yeah. that piece of it has yeah. been quite a surprise to me how fast we've, we've been able to grow that. And so it's, it's a trick and I can guarantee I could not do it on my, to do it on my own. So I'm glad that we were working with an external agency who has expertise in that area who's done quite a good job for us. Yeah. 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 No, that's amazing. Um, so, we got, we got social media paid and unpaid, both works. We got um, uh, Google uh, search, right? Uh, both organic and paid, that works really well. Uh, you talked about content marketing already, SEO. You talked about events, both online That's and right. offline. We do right? both, yeah. Both kind of events. You, we, yeah. Exactly. Anything else? Any other channels that you guys are using right now? Um, do you use a lot of email marketing yes. to nurture? Is there a lot of nurturing that is required to get them to book a demo, or is it typically like uh, self serve and you, you get a lot yeah, of? Yeah, we do like also do email marketing, and in some cases, depending on where the leads coming from, we might work with an external partner that that um, cultivates those leads for us and gets them to the demo stage, which then they get passed over to our sales team. Um, and just just to as an aside, um, we do probably more, way more events than I would have ever expected. So we do, like you mentioned, both online and offline, but we attend probably five or six events a month, right? So somebody from Asset Map is going there, especially during the high event wow. season, which is in the fall and the spring. Um, we also have our own event, which is at the end mm-hmm. of September. We just finished it called Advice Tech Live, which we sponsor with other, we put it together, but we sponsor with other um uh, wealth tech providers and um, com- like co- like I mentioned, cooperative companies that we work with that you know uh, are very often you know could be seen as competitors to us. But you know we want to expand the whole universe of the uh, of the ecosystem and not just um, try to take it over ourselves. There's enough space for everybody to play in there. Um, and then and then I'd say you know yeah. once we go to those events we cultivate those leads and go through a process like you were talking about where yes we email them sometimes they convert to demos over time sometimes we will will recultivate them to see if they'll convert later 
Um, one thing I didn't mention that we do email wise too is uh, we have different levels of subscription. So kind of a low, middle, high type pricing where you get different kind of access to the platform. Mm -hmm. Um, so we do a lot of marketing to move people up between those levels of subscription. So um, we're constantly pumping out new things in, on our platform. And so, for example, when new things come out at the lead phase, which is the, wow. is the higher pricing model, um, we do cultivation to the people who are on that mid-tier and say, hey, just so you know, all this new cool stuff came out in the lead tier, you might want to think about upgrading type message. Um, and those tend to work quite well, too, because... Um, by that time, those people already understand asset map and have been using it. And they kind of go, yeah, that would be awesome if I could be able to do that thing, you know, and there might, they might be willing to jump in and pay, pay for it. So, um, we do do upgrade or upsell campaigns yeah. quite a bit too. I'm, I'm curious, like with, with all that you got different, you got different channels, you got online and offline and you do a lot of both, um, what CRM system are you guys using right now? To yeah, keep so track we use HubSpot. That? Um, and we use HubSpot for everything, right? So we are um, email marketing providers, HubSpot. Yeah. Uh, the sales team uses it. The marketing team uses it. The customer support team uses it. So we, have a, we use um, quite a bit of the features of HubSpot rather than dispersing that out through other providers. Yeah, that's true. And it's always good to have all data in one yeah. centralized location anyways. And it becomes a single source of truth. Uh, is your website on no, HubSpot as well? Um, and then you're going to ask, oh, I'm going to have to drink hot, have hot sauce again, right? Because I have to remember who, <laughs> who our <laughs> provider is for the website. It's slipping slowly out of my head all of a sudden. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't. Okay. No, that's okay. That, that wasn't a okay. Good. Wasn't a we real don't have question. Any, we, we don't have any unusual platform that we use to, to host our website. I apologize. I just don't remember. All of a sudden, it just flew out of my head who, who we use. But um, it's a normal um, okay. kind of um, platform in terms of hosting our, our public website, right? So we have the platform, which is custom, right? Which is the actual product, and then the external facing website, which is is different. By the way, I don't control the strobe light. The light just goes oh off God. when it feels okay. like you, you were trying to dodge the question. I actually, okay. my hands are here. Okay, right? There's enough. no control. Uh, just letting you know. <laughs> um, so you have so many different channels. You said Facebook is the best, um, one of the best channels right now. If you were to, obviously, there's a you calculate the CPA per for every single channel, right? Is that uh, do you know which one of your channels lead to the best kind of LTV to see, uh, um, to CAC yeah, ratio. I would, yep. I, right I would say out of all the ones we talked about, um, the one that is going to have the best, um, let's say caught CPA, right. Would be an a would be like a demo. Like I mentioned, um, would be Google search. If you, yeah. if you can believe it. Okay, Google, Google search, still Google search. from a cost yeah, perspective, we don't get as many leads from Google, but from a cost perspective, they're very, um, uh, it's a, it, we, we have a great, um, CPA. Um, and you're talking about, um, organic, no, I'm talking right? about paid. Not, not paid organic. So I was, yeah, speaking of organic, so okay. on the SEO side, um, we don't have that calculation yet because it's so new, but I think once we, once we, it starts yeah. playing itself out over the next several months. I think that will probably move into the pole position because our growth 
on lead generation is coming from that way. Um, and there's, there's a lot of positive things about that, right? Because when somebody comes in through our website, it's a little bit farther down the funnel already. So it's more cost effective, even from that standpoint, right? So even we have less people having to touch the lead because it goes through there. They have an online signup instead of going through customer service or something like that, where, you know, obviously we're paying for those employees. And so, um, as much as possible, you know, from a cost perspective, we like to go that way. The handholding is good because people get a little bit more mm -hmm. um, education around what asset map is. And so they they kind of buy into it a little bit easier because it's, it's you know, when, whenever you have a business focused software, it's not easy to get your head around. Like, what does this really do? There's like 20 other companies that say they do the same thing. How do, how do I choose you? And so having a demo or having a discussion with somebody does um, tend to make them a longer term customer because they buy into it in a deeper way. For sure. Yeah, for sure. By the way, how large is the sales team versus the marketing team? So we're team super right small. Um, I told you, I, we just hired one person. It's me and one other person plus this new person. We're hiring a market research manager in the next two weeks. So we'll have a team of four. Um, okay. The sales team right now is, let me yeah. add it up in my head, one, two, three, about seven or eight people. Um, that includes support people, um, people, actual retail sales people, um, people that are more externally focused that are out there beating the bushes and getting new uh, sales, as well as the head of sales who's at the same level as me. So we have a chief sales officer as well. So they're they're probably twice as big as the marketing team. So wow. yeah, right now. Well, you guys are definitely pushing above your weight class. I mean, $1.5 trillion under, under the platform and you know, helping <laughs> over 5,000 financial advisors. You guys, uh, looks like, uh, looks like I you know. guys might have to grow a little bit to, That's to, right. uh, to manage That's all right. of this. I mean, right? and, yeah. and like you said, that was, that um, was my feeling. Even when I came on, I'm like, how do, how can they do all the work that they're doing with these, just these few people in the company, you know, but we do <laughs> yeah. work really hard, but, um, you know, we're also really good at what we do. So we become very efficient in that way. And we want to make sure yeah. we keep that efficiency, right. And don't just hire tons of people that don't have enough to do. So we're, we're very cautious on who we bring on board and that's the right fit. And also uh, cautious about um, making sure that we have the right roles laid out so that, you know, people are really um, doing the stuff that we need to have done. So. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I've really, <laughs> Keith, thank you so much for coming on. It's it's just been so much fun talking about just from all the way from like nitty gritty details of your campaign all to high level and just the full spectrum. You've been amazing. I couldn't get you to take more than one hot sauce. So I'm a little disappointed. But uh, what we're gonna do is we'll 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 end off with a with a dab okay. of of hot sauce. But before that. Let's uh, let's hear a little bit about what's what's mm. to come for Asset Map. Let's the next six to twelve months. I know you guys are expanding to the B two C area. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that or anything else. Yeah. So really yours. quickly, um, and again, this is one of the things that attracted me to come work at the company because we're expanding in a couple of areas. So we're expanding the platform vertically, right? So we're uh, the name of our company is Asset Map, and the visual one page visualization is the Asset Map. But we have a whole bunch of other things in the platform that we've mm -hmm. developed in the last couple of years, plus are, are building on, including tools that are for advisors and consumers that allows them to, I, how do you compare yourself to somebody else? How do you overlay with another person who's about the same age as you? How do you develop out a plan that you know covers um, your, your kid's education or other things, right? So there's a lot of 
of depth being built into the platform mm-hmm. and also that we want to get across from a marketing standpoint. And on the horizontal side, we're expanding who we're focusing on. So not just individual advisors on one end, the enterprises on the other end, consumers. And so figuring out amongst all of those, you know, we can't just say, as you know, as a marketing person, right, we're just going to be focusing on consumers. We've got to figure out which consumers, how do we segment that? How do we figure out who would be most attracted to working with us? How do we pick consumers that aren't going to compete against our advisors, right? We don't want to throw out our revenue, revenue generating, um, category with going to a new one. So it should be in a new area for us, but also that doesn't compete against mm-hmm. our current against our current business. And same on the enterprise side. So we're building out the infrastructure to be able to do all of those things. But um, so that's where I think we're a big focus we're, is going to be for the company, both from a marketing standpoint, sales standpoint, product standpoint, tech standpoint, all of those things is, is building out um, Wow. That. And, and the biggest one from a tech standpoint is going to be the consumer, right? That's that's a whole different market. We've got a um, mm-hmm. it's much uh, less um, educated about finances very often than an advisor. So how do you do it in a way that's simplified that they get they get value out of it and that make we ensure that we're supporting their financial literacy and financial wellness, right? And not just um, and not just advisors, so that for the long term they can make the right decisions. That's really what we want to do. Yeah, no. And it sounds like with all these new departments or not departments, but segmenting the different markets from B2C to B2B and B2E, sounds like you're going to need a couple of data analysts yes. <laughs> to yes. make sure that the data is We definitely is will. And that's going to be a, for yeah. sure a growth area. We, like a lot of tech companies, we have a lot of data and we need, we just need somebody to help us, you know, understand mm-hmm. what it all means. So, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, cool. Well, maybe maybe in the, in the new year when we come back on the show and and everything is going well, we'll hear all about this. Uh, where, where the company's good. Yeah, at. I'd love to right, have a follow up. That'd be great. All right, let's. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll end off with a shot. I think I'm gonna go ahead. Oh, I'm no. gonna go spicier okay. this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my Carolina okay. my Carolina Reaper, um, and I will. This is perfect because then we can turn off the camera and then I can just slowly <laughs> die off camera. Okay, cheers. <laughs> I got to see cheers. your face on it. Oh, God. Can you even talk? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. That looks uh, hard. Keith, thank you so much for thank joining. You, Simon.